Yes! Welcome back to Go Deep the Podcast, a member of Go Deep Productions, where we have an opinion like we have a clue. Thank you for coming back. And here's your host, John Nothing Doe. Oh, it feels so great to be back, and I'm so thankful for all our faithful listeners. I know we've been away for a little bit. We just finished dropping G.I. Joe 3, which we previously recorded. Just a lot of crazy stuff. Guys, just want to throw out a quick disclaimer. Anything you hear on this show is just opinion-based. It's for fun. I can't speak for the rest of the podcasters. They're assholes. I love them. But this is all for fun. That's all we ever want to do is make your life a little bit nicer in the time that maybe you're going through shit or maybe you're driving a fucking truck. I don't I don't know what you're doing, but just a disclaimer, a lot of this is opinions and all the opinions that come through here don't necessarily represent the podcast itself. And with that being said, we have a special guest. We have a special show. We are back. We're going deep, baby. So on today's show, we have the whistle twister himself. He loves rubber over women. The one, the only motorsports mofo. Whistle twister, I'll take it. I, I'm not even sure where to go with this. It's uh, honestly, guys, it's been such a hot minute, and I put it, <laughs> I'm, I'm just not sure like what type of train wreck we're gonna get into. I never feel like I know really what we're getting into until all of a sudden, boom, it's here in the headlights, and here I stand. And uh, yeah, happy, ready to do this. And if you're driving a truck, I appreciate you because you're probably bringing me car parts. So fuck what John Doe says. If you're driving a truck, noble trade. We appreciate y'all doing what you're doing and listening. Of course, I appreciate getting my parts. We all appreciate it. So today's a special show. They all are special to me. Some are more special to others. But today's show, we're going to go back. We're going to go way back into time. And you're like, okay, so what is that supposed to mean? Time machine. What would you do if you had a time machine? Sort of like Mofo was kind of suggesting before the show started, like back to the future. Like if you could go back, would you worry about the ramifications of the future? Would you give a shit? Would you be like, I don't care. I, I meant to go down eight path A, you know, that's what I wanted to do. You know, Mofo, let's start with you because we have a special I, guest that dropped one, but I'd love to hear what you have to say first. Oh, well, I, I just want, before I get going on, like, I just want to say in general, I think everyone, or not everyone, but maybe most would probably have off the top of their head, a quick first thing that comes to your mind answer as to, yes, I would go back and do A, B, or C. But I think when you really start to stand there and think of the, the possible or the hypothetical ramifications as to what that decision and the alter, altering of that decision make, I think that's when it really starts to get interesting. And if you're not sure, you know, check, check out the movie The Butterfly Effect and just yes. see the ideology behind it and how making a decision now changes then the, the steps going forward. And when you go back and change that one little point in time, how then it changes the ripple effect of it all. So just want to put that out there. Something to initially just plant a seed in your mind and think about. I have you not know, thought mind. of that movie forever. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But that's such a great movie. That's like a great example of what can happen if we were to meddle in time as far as I'm concerned. I feel like, you know, I'm not like a... It's not my style of movie in terms of like Ashton Kutcher and um, I don't know, like the, I don't know, you try to romanticize the whole thing, but the ideology behind it, as far as I'm concerned, it's an original film in that regard. Obviously, there has been like Back to the Future and Time Cop and other forward and back and forth movies of, of time travel, but in the sense of the, the that effect where changing one snippet and the, the ramifications it has on your life, the others. It's an interesting ideology, something like, again, like worth, worth discussion. I mean, even Terminator 2, because the idea behind Terminator 2 is the same as like, you know, John Connor setting 
a machine to the past to make sure, you know, he's saved and humanity makes it past doomsday and all this other goodness, right? Yeah, I mean, again, though, like, it, it all comes back to, though, that changing one snippet, one, you know, a light being green when it should have been red or um, a door open when it should have been closed, et cetera, et cetera, just that one and the trickle effect, yes. right? It makes you think. So, but, you know, it, on today's show, I'm obviously sort of keep it, generally speaking, lighthearted and, you know, I'll, I'll just sort of get my, like, what I would like to do or what I would have maybe have done had I been alive and such. Yeah. Um, but just want to sort of put it out there, something to think about of, of how, you know, you think you're just going to go back and tweak something, change something, uh, whether it's a grade in school or a course you wanted to take or someone you wanted to date, experience or whatever, whatever, but where, where would that path have led, you know? Again, just interesting. Um, I think it's something that, you know, we should all sort of stand back and, and think of maybe after the show. Like, and, and you'd probably be surprised if, like, you start to logically think about it, where uh, where it might have led us. But anyways, so the time machine. The time, like, some, something like this would be totally off. So if we can look at it from more of a fun side and, and, and just say, fuck all the realities of where things might have gone, might not have gone. Blah, 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 blah. You know, I'd love, I'd love to, I've always said, I'd love to go back into the 50s. I feel like the 50s was a really fun time. I mean, I know there's those that would discuss, well, you know, the World War II has just ended. Now we have the starting of and the rise of the Cold War and, and how, you know, like I said, let's keep it, you know, a fun side today. I think like the idea of the 50s, such as a car guy, there was a lot of innovation, a lot of really cool cars built, just these suburban places popping up and highways and things like that really changing the landscape of North America. You know, it, it just, again, there, there's lots of things that obviously have seen vast improvements from the 50s, but I still think it would be a cool time window to, to go back and just see. So I'd really like to tap into something like that, into the 50s, check out like just what was going on, the trends, and see it firsthand versus just reading about it. Obviously, I was not born in the 50s, so it would be uh, something totally different than I've ever been able to experience other than, like I say, going to a car show or reading about it in a history book or online, of course. I mean, who the fuck reads books anymore? Well, people still read e-books. But, uh, so, Mofo. Yeah, I you... know, but it's not the same. Like, it's not the Let's go a little back in the future with you. Would you steal... A sports encyclopedia, it was that an almanac, sorry, sports almanac, and go yes. back and make bets? Back, or back would, you, would you go and uh, spy on your parents, you weirdo? So I would I go and spy on my parents, which is something like sounds like G.I. Joe would do. <laughs> um, or would I go and get the sports almanac? Yeah, or both. Uh, you know, I think like, okay, like when you remove the weirdness part of spying on your parents, I feel like that is something that, I don't know, like sometimes ignorance is bliss. Sometimes you don't want to know like what your parents were doing. And not even that it's your parents, but just sometimes it's like just every, you have to remember everyone has a life before kids, right? Yep. So sometimes it's like whether nefarious things or just fun things, it's like whatever you've maybe heard or not heard, maybe that's good enough and maybe that's okay and just ending where it ends, right? Yeah, definitely. It, it might be interesting to see like some of the experiences they went through um, as younger people and, and how they dealt with it and within the times that they grew up. That part might be interesting. But I feel like honestly, I'd be, I'd be curious to look at the sports almanac, you know, like go back and, and but the thing again, though, like it's, even trying to keep it fun and lighthearted, like I still, again, you start to wonder, like, okay, you go back and you have this sports almanac and you start making these wagers and bets. Where does that lead you now? 
all of a sudden now you become like a, a rich person. You turn into like, and I'm not against anyone that has done well for themselves or has made money or is well accomplished. I'm just saying though, for some, the wealth or the, the success goes to one's head. And I wonder, would I be a totally different person than I am today? Would I be as humble or would I be like a complete asshole? I don't know, but the, I mean, the almanac thing would be cool. But I mean, again, I guess it would depend on like what, what sort of plans I have to do with that almanac, right? That makes I mean, sense. That being said, if I, if I was able to go back and make like a whack of cash, even by, you know, the 50s or 60s standards of whack and cash, I'm not even talking millions, but just, you know, a thousand bucks here and there, you think of, of what you could buy like a, a, a nice vintage muscle car for back then, you know, you'd be you'd be well on your way to having the car paid for. So would it be sick for sure to go back? I mean, yeah, it would. But I don't know. Like, I'm not sure on either answer, to be honest. Like, in terms of, I don't know. It's like, how would you feel? Like, would you want to go back and see, like, look at your parents, like, from from back in the day? Or what would you be there, John? Well, you know, I wouldn't want to, uh, not in a creepy way, not in the way, like, we, I wasn't suggesting. No, and that's what I mean. Like, we're, we're, we've already said, like, we're not, we're not G.I. Joe, so we've already removed that. And, you know, we're definitely not Alan Smithy because, Lord knows, like, he's still probably in Nevada. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you if you could just go back and look at them, just is what it is. Okay, so I would definitely be interested to see how it all went down and not, like, my creation, obviously. But I would, I would be <laughs> – I would like to see how they met. I'd like to see how it, everything kind of broke down. But I think for me, I would kind of cheat a little bit. And I know it changes everything. But I would love to win a lottery back then and then buy multiple parts of property and then will it to myself as if it was my dad willing it to me. You know what I mean? And then I would have that property. So when I came back to my present time, all that property that was only maybe, I don't know, a couple hundred dollars is worth hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in all these different spots in like the cities or whatever, right? Yeah, a couple points. I mean, you have to factor in inflation. So even a couple hundred bucks back then is still a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I certainly understand what you're saying. But then, I mean, you get into the whole time cop that ideology of like, you know, the guy's going back and he's trying to, to make money on the stock market collapse in 29. Yeah. And then go back into the future and, and prosper from it. I mean, again, though, like, again, it's hard to like, it's hard to keep the conversation lighthearted and fun without factoring in the what ifs, right? Because in a lighthearted approach, you know, I would love as an example, the car guy to go back and pick up a couple, you know, 55 Chevy Bel Airs. Um, who wouldn't love like a 70 Plymouth Superbird or a, a Dodge Daytona Charger? I mean, you, you could literally cherry pick all the best of the best stuff and then all of a sudden fast forward and you've left it for yourself. But again, I maintain, would you then be appreciative at the same level as if you say only could have one in modern times, say being now versus, oh, you, you walk into a barn and you've got 50 of the literally the best of the best of whatever it is your hobby is, whether yeah. it's uh, sports memorabilia, records, or, you know, God knows whatever your thing is, right? But, like, it's just without, on a lighthearted approach, of course. I mean, there's tons of things I'd love to do or time frames of windows I, I would like to travel to. But, I mean, again, like, when you start to factor in the realities of it, you know, it, it just it makes the mind wonder, right? There's definitely a lot of factors. But talking about factors, we should listen in on G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe sent us a message. He wasn't able to be here today. He was too busy trucking through the USA, but he wanted to give us his opinion on what he would do if he had a time machine. Now, just a second. I just want to ask. Now, G.I. Joe did promise us that he would bring back, was it Alabama party favors? I'm not even sure what that is. I don't know. He said it with a smile. I'm not not sure if it's like 
if he's getting an ass ripping or if he's giving one, but maybe we should just hold off on those favors he spoke of. I'll assume that those favors have nothing to do with us whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep that uh, whistle twister, twistler to himself, or twister rather. All right, well, let's have a listen. Let's hear what G.I. Joe had to say. Hello, guys. This is Star One. This is what I would do if I had a time machine. If I had a time machine, I would go back in time to 1992. And some of you guys know why I go back to 1992. I'd go back to 1992 in my college year, and I would uh, stop something that, that had the love of my life. I can't say her name because she might hear or see this recording or whatnot, but she was a beautiful goddess. She was the most beautiful woman that God had ever created. And I, I screwed it up. I screwed it up big time because I was immature. I was wrong. If I had the ability to know then what I know now, I could honestly tell you that I would have married her or she would have, we, would have, we would have gotten married and had a wonderful family and things would have been good. I'm telling you, things would have been good. But what I would do was I would go back in time and I would stop myself from lying to her. And I would, I would teach myself how to talk to a woman, how to approach a woman, how to talk to a woman, be honest, be sincere, be truthful, be mindful of her wants and desires, whatnot. And I would tell myself, you know, just be patient with her. You got to tell her exactly how to feel. And I think there were times that I think she tried to show a lot of interest, but I was just too immature to pick up on it. I really was. I would go back and I would tell myself, man, you're going to regret it. You lie to her. You're not people with her. And if you don't go to her and tell her how you feel, just tell her how you feel. So in summary there, just to bring you up to speed there, uh, mofo, G.I. Joe was explaining that he would go back to the love of his life and not lie to her. And I guess he feels a lot of regret. But let's flip the script, shall we? Let's assume for a second that he didn't realize that she maybe have lied to him about something as well. And the outcome was going to be the exact same. They were not meant to be together. Sometimes that shit just happens. Imagine how different his life would still be from something so little. The difference of him being hurt earlier or being hurt later and the, the opportunity he would have missed with woman A to woman B to woman C. Again, there's so many what ifs, John. There's so like you could quarterback this till you're blue in the face about where the direction of travel might have gone for him. Yeah, 100%. You know, like again, keeping it lighthearted, I think that everything happens for a reason. I'm sure that mindset, like, you know, things happen for a reason. You may not necessarily understand why this is happening today, but, you know, generally speaking, I think like it is meant to make you stronger as an individual. And, you know, we learn from these things in the past and we go forward and that's all you can do. You, you, if you start looking backwards, you're missing what's happening right in front of you. Right. hundred percent. You know, I, I just received a message from GA Joe and he was letting me know that he'd also go back and get his balls back if he could. <laughs> they're, probably still, they're probably still in his purse oh yeah they're probably in this old leather leather withered thing and they're probably just as new as they were when he gave them away when he was like 19 years old god bless you like shriveled up little peas <laughs> if he's lucky they look like uh, pistachios after they've been roasted <laughs> We no, love you, G.I. Joe. Know. No, honestly, a lot of respect for G.I. Joe, um, all the bullshit aside. But you know what? I think like I think there's always going to be that wonder and the what if. And But again, I go back to that. If you go back and start tweaking with things or changing one thing, you always have to factor in what will that then be for the next step? What will that, what will the implications be? And I mean, again, would, it, would he be the person that he is today, right? Absolutely not. You know? I definitely like the one thing 
I know I've often said to G.I. Joe, like off air, it's, it's really cool the places he gets to travel. And um, every week it's seeing, seeing somewhere new, something different, meeting people. I mean, I guess he doesn't really meet a whole lot of people, like, but just getting to see the places that he's traveling to, like it does seem like it'd be a pretty cool thing. Now, that being said, I've never done full-on truck driving, but I, I think like, you know, again, if this had worked out, like he sort of had sort of said about going back to, I often wonder then again, where would that have led him today? Right. Well, I so, mean, if, if I'm GI Joe, I probably wouldn't be trying to strike up conversations in the bathroom stall. It's probably not the place <laughs> I would start. But no, I, know, I just had a, I just had a flashback there to that uh, bathroom stall clip from Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, where the guys meet. Uh, remember where they meet Seabass? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That was golden. Um, if you haven't seen the movie, make sure you check out Dumb and Dumber to get the reference. That was priceless. I, um, I imagine that I was going to say the name wrong, but Alan Smithy. I can imagine, even if he wasn't with Anna Hathaway that he's with with right now, or the the woman, the love of his life right now. I imagine he would still be running the uh, the acronym Jeep, which is in case you guys missed the episode, just empty every pocket because he's a big fan, and I, and I I don't think anything would have changed him from being a Jeep lover. What do you think? I think we all have our vices, John. <laughs> you don't want to touch that, eh? And I'll, let me bring something up real quick. I, I'll say, I'll, I'll explain that. As a car guy, I feel like literally you take your paycheck and you just run them through the, the shredder and out comes car parts. And then the next week comes and you do it again. And you repeat that process 53 weeks out of the year. And I'm well aware that there's only 52 weeks out of the year. It's just highlighting that this is a continuously ongoing thing, no matter what New Year's resolution you make. So whether you're a cheap guy, a car guy, um, it's an expensive endeavor and you never seem to learn from the mistakes of the uh, week past. Do you know what I hate? Regardless if it go back or change it or not. I, lo- I hate and I love. Okay, so I hate the fact that the coolest vehicle made in comic book history, the Batmobile, is a GM vehicle. I hate it. You know... But then you get into, like, are you talking about, like, the original Adam West Batmobile? No, I don't count count that as Batman at all. I count that as, like, somebody with leotards got excited. And I'm thankful the show came, too, because without that show, we wouldn't have the Batman, the Christian Bale Batman of today. Let's be honest for a second. So I give it its respect where respect is due. However, the Batmobile I'm talking about is at least the Michael Keaton Batmobile. Fair enough. And it's a GM. It's a it's a GM vehicle. I can't remember what it is. I remember it's a GM. And you know what I wish it was? I'll be honest with you, because that Batmobile would be perfect if it used the frame and the engine of the Dodge Viper. Look at think of the shape. I'm not, you know, I, I I'm not a Dodge guy, but you know what? I don't, like here's the irony: is I'm not a Dodge guy, but like I swear, you know the Have you ever seen that, the meme online where it shows like the Dodge engineers or whoever? Everyone else is talking about fuel efficiency and, and going green and all this and that, and then they show the Dodge engineers do a line of coke, and then they just say we're going to put a, a Hellcat motor in a minivan. Yeah. And so I'm not a Dodge and person but you know i have to say dodge has definitely built some of the coolest cars out there and some of like the most colorful and i literally mean colorful in terms of colors they've offered on a car and just you know wild schemes together you yeah. have to give credit where credit is due i'm just i'm not a dodge guy per se but when i look at like a roadrunner the barracuda stuff like that like that they were doing in the 60s even even current like you know they're challenging that like they've nailed it out of the park from a marketing aspect and yeah um, you know, I mean, I, as a kid, I remember like when the Viper came out as a kid, and if I could go back again in time, would I love to buy a Viper? Yeah, 
absolutely I probably would have, you know, again, so not a Dodge guy, but like you have to give credit where credit is due. So I can see where you're saying about putting, you know, the Batmobile based as a Dodge Viper. Yep. But I don't know, like when you say about like the greatest, greatest car of all movies type thing, I think you get into a whole other like argument there. I mean, you I can mean talk comic about book, this comic book, let's be clear. Comic oh, book. I mean. Okay, then, I mean, we're going to start splitting hairs like that. We I have mean, to. We have to. I, I can't stand up to you when it comes to car talk. Let's be honest. I'm not Alan Smith either. No, I, no, I know. But I'm just saying, like, I mean, that's even actually one like, I'd love to debate with Alan Smith about, like, iconic cars that were in films, whether a car movie or not. Even if it was just in there for 45 seconds, like, you know, how did it how did it carry through, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I would I would even say like the DeLorean. I mean, I don't think they ever made a, a comic book though for Back to the Future, but like that DeLorean man, I feel like honestly would be like as almost iconic as the Batmobile. Yeah, I could see that. I, I would honestly say that. I mean there's lots of you know, everyone knows as an example Fast and the Furious Nine Dom's Dodge Charger, but like if you want to talk about comic books and the, the iconic of I see yeah, you'd probably ravel the rival the DeLorean versus the Batmobile and the Batmobile could do a lot of cool stuff but I mean again that DeLorean could go back in time and you think like again what we're talking about traveling and time travel I think I'd take that DeLorean to be honest with yeah you. but that's the difference of a comic book hero and a uh, super movie if you will you know what I mean like a creative super movie yeah I don't know I mean so let's, don't let's, get me wrong the, the Batmobile is definitely cool though but like I, I think again you could kick that argument around all day long and, and you're going to get numerous different responses and, and, and reasons as to why the person thinks they're right no I, absolutely so let's go to the DeLorean we've been kind of like kicking around it but we haven't exactly kicked her so the DeLorean coolest car when it comes to back to the future obviously it uh every uh movie it can, it's fueled by something different I think the second one it's fueled by like scraps or something like that if I remember correctly so it's almost yeah, like, like recycling. A little, 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 yeah which is really cool actually Especially when you think about it, actually, John, for when the movie was made and you look at, I mean, I remember like you look at it now and you see like Ford probes, if anyone remembers the Ford probe and you see Saturns and yep. different stuff that essentially slapped like a body kit on and, you know, painted up and whatever. But just to see what the movie forecasted and, and how close we are finally getting to some of these things. Now, in other regards, we're, we're not there in the flying cars and such like that, but we're definitely getting closer and closer with, with the technology, the prototypes, such like that. But if I'm, I'm presuming that you were alluding to which is my personal favorite of the best, like of the one, two, or three, I'm not sure if that's your gang, but I'm just going to throw it out there. I, I always thought number two nailed it in the sense of that it could still take off and do its normal driving, but it could also be boom and hover conversion and off and going. So yeah. I'm just going to put it out there. N number two, because by number three, I wasn't really a fan of the fact that they had to roll it along railway tracks, although it was cool. Nothing wrong with that. And number one, nothing was wrong with number one, but number two, the fact that they could make it hover. just boom, it's driving along normally and all of a sudden boom, hover converted and it's gone. That was pretty slick. Can't, can't argue with that. I think for me, if I was going to go back in time and i had to pick a way to do it the delorean is the way it just seems like well, opposed, it's, like opposed to what though what other hypothetical way then would you wish to do so well like there's other tv or shows that do like, they do like a chair they have like a portal you know they have all these different mechanisms or if you want to go space age they you know they cross like the 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 fabric of time and space and somehow end up in the past, a different timeline or whatever, right? Okay, I'll play that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think for me, the car is precise. 
and it's comfortable. It looks like it would be comfortable and it'd be precise and it'd be quick. If those, if, if any I, of those things make any sense. You know, I feel like I feel like the proverbial walking through a portal or like opening a, a door and and you're you're walking into a, a you know how like the movies show it and it's like the lights are all moving really quick or it's glowing and you step through and you're on the other side like i, I feel like that there is very star trekish or something like that and it, i mean the idea is definitely cool to where you could go to a closet boom and you you know, teleport over to to wherever it is you're going or whatever time zone i think that there is definitely cool but when i think i think it's a lot of it the seed is planted when it comes to time travel with the delorean or getting into was it again i think it's been a while but i think it's time cop where they sat into like a a little rocket thing on like on a trail or a track type thing and it would be propel them forward until like they were to their destination so i feel like that personal vehicle of transport regardless of how it is you know i feel like it's fitting but i feel like we've also just maybe our generation has grown up with it to such extent that the seed is just sort of psychologically planted right so there's something there to be said about but i feel like the delorean makes it believable in the sense of that when you get there you do have a means of travel right which is cool but then you also look at like in number what was it? Number three, he gets back there and he's now in the wild west and you've got the seventh cavalry chasing the native Indians across the plains. Right. Yeah. And they've never seen a vehicle like this. So to them, it's like, you know, what the hell's going on? Witchcraft. And then, well, yeah, exactly. And then fast forward to, or sorry, I guess rewind or go back in time to, uh, back to the future one where, you know, they go back to 1955 and, this DeLorean is 30 years ahead of its time, yep. right? So it's interesting, again, like if you're just keeping a lighthearted thing, oh yeah, you get back or forward in time to wherever you're going, boom, you have a, a vehicle to transport you around as well as still then travel back and forth to your original timeline that you're trying to get to. But again, like when you start to look at from, okay, let's add some mitigating factors or some reality now to it, you get back to a certain time and there's no leaded fuel or unleaded fuel, depending on like what you, you run on. For those that don't know, so, I mean, at a certain point, cars ran on leaded fuel and then it obviously transferred over to unleaded fuel and i'm sure in generations to come we are going to have a point where you can probably still buy petro or fuel gas um but it'll be in a much smaller supplies or smaller demand if you maybe not supplies but smaller demand yeah and i think it'll be like you'll have more evs and things like that so again when you add the realism to it it's like okay you get you know 30 years into the future and you think oh i'm going to transport maybe not in my delorean but i'm going to take my 70 chevelle and i'm going to be a time machine going you know 30 or 50 years into the future to see what's going on well you get there and mm-hmm. also fuck now how, how do i get the thing home so here's right? and vice versa oh. again like it, it the more you start to dissect it the less fun it gets and the more it starts to become like uh you get more into it right but 100 I, so- I think the idea of having a personal vehicle to time travel whenever and with ever who you please the idea of it is wonderful again though we start to add in the mitigating factors and it does start to make the thing interesting so here's what i would do okay i wouldn't go right. back to correct anything necessarily in my life you know i believe that things happen for a reason and that's okay not everybody believes like that and, I, and i'm perfectly okay with that no problem. You do you. But mm-hmm. I would go watch certain things. I would, I would, I like, I'm not a religious person. I'm spiritual guys, just putting it out there. And I know you guys kind of think you can't be one without the other, but bullshit you can. Um, I would like to see sp- some things that have happened in the past that have like, you know, whether this church or this 
religion says X, Y, or Z. I'd want to see it for myself. That's one thing I'd, I'd go around to whatever those times are to be able to experience it and see it for myself and see if it was the way it was depicted. But that's not even just the major thing. That's kind of a major thing, but it's not the major thing. I would specifically go back to April 20th, 1889 and anybody that knows that date their ears are starting to ring they're like what the fuck are you up to this is what i'm up to i'm going to austria and i'm going to take out the most infinite infamous enemy the world has ever seen and it sounds cruel but i would do it as an infant right out of the womb doctor smacking the ass I'm taking that kid out. Goodbye. Not killing it. I'm grabbing it and I'm taking it with me so it can't, it changes the whole timeline. Everything changes. Now, my question to you is, there's always got to be balance. So somebody else ends up doing this. Does it happen the same time or does it happen far years later or sooner? What do you think? Oh, this gets heavy, John. I know. You know, there's not a, there's like, I think I, I like the idea hundred percent of what you're saying. I think we could all have done without WW2. Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred and million percent. We could have done without that. And the atrocities and such that took place in the camp, you know, I would never want that for, for anyone, family, friends, people you don't know like that. There was horrendous. Now imagine I've gone into time. As a realist though, like I always wonder if you, if you alter that one thing, I come back to the butterfly effect as to then what would, okay. If we're going to light heart, sort of kick it around a little bit yes great idea but i would be i would be curious to know then if you take out hitler what would be the next you know would it have been stalin would it have been like what would have been like the next issue then to arise if it wasn't him would it have been um you know people within the the rest of the nazi movement there there was plenty of names and you know i I refuse to give the notoriety to them but you know any one of them could have probably easily stepped up and done exactly the same movements that hitler did absolutely they all seemed great they all seemed crazy enough right so So here's my theory if we didn't go into world war war if we didn't go into world war ii we wouldn't have progressed in the world in terms of nuclear technology the u.s the u.s wouldn't have dropped that bomb life i think would have been completely different we might i think we would be set back still another 50 years but being set back in that 50 years the whole idea of like wait and mature opposed to just buying and going ahead and causing more of a mess i feel like the world kind of did that route you know what i mean if that makes any sense at some point the war would have come but I just, I think it would have been a lot different. The thing is, John, is that if, if there's been documentaries on it. I mean, we've talked about it. R&D, research and development, especially when it comes to war, war drives the research, the development of, of weaponry, defense systems. It, it, it is in, it's a nasty byproduct. Absolutely. I, I, you know, I don't even like to, I don't want to give it any praise, but in the same breath, we would not have, you know, you think of how many like technological advances we have because of war and wartime things, tools, equipment that the militaries of the world, globally speaking, need. Like, again, not I refuse to give notoriety to the Nazi movement, but you look at some of the aircraft and such and the, the secret weapons and such that they were working on during the war and how then they advanced other nations, 
you know, post-war. I, I do agree with you. Yeah, would we have been set back 50 years? Yeah, maybe, maybe 30, 20. I don't know. It's hard to gauge. Again, like, but you could kick that ball around until you're blue in the face. But because, I mean, you still have to factor in the engineers still would have been, like, around and the scientists. Now, that being said, would they have been exploring some of the stuff or would they have been receiving the funding? Would they have been being pushed to work on some of these ideas? I think uh, to a certain extent they would have been, but I think it would have been a lot different on how everything was handled. Again, though, it, it, it's a nasty time in history, and I just, it, it's hard to, like... There's no, I'm not glorifying I, I, it. I'm just saying in my opinion. No, no, no. I, I know that. I'm, I'm just sort of trying to get my head into it or around it. I just, I don't know how I, like, it, it's hard to say, but, like, I think, like, on, on the surface, I'll at least say on the surface, yes, I think anyone would go back and, and, and would make that same parallel move as you did so that he could not have done um, the atrocities that, that he ordered uh, ordered through. But again, as a realist, I then wonder, okay, then what is the, the butterfly effect or what is the ripple effect from that one that one movement? You know, and only for the fear that would someone worse have come from it, right? Because I mean, you think about it as humanity, we learn from our mistakes and because we, not so much you and I, but people, our generations before us had to live through those atrocities, they have now essentially written down and illustrate to everyone going forward, hey, we will not tolerate, and rightfully so, we will not tolerate someone like this ever again going forward, right? So you wonder if if he was taking out of the equation, what if someone three or four times worse than him in ideology and such and and mannerisms and everything then in turn came out, right? But again, like, it's, it's, don't be wrong. Like, I I fully appreciate what you're saying. And yeah, I think it would be cool, like, if you could go out and just wave the wand and magically fix the, the, the problem right but it's just it's one of those situations where it's just like i do wonder then what would be the the fallout or the trickle effect right absolutely always uh very interesting stuff there mofo i think you can agree with me <laughs> you know what it, uh, it's uh it's probably one of the first things john that we can agree on in a while yep other than uh what is it whistle twisting <laughs> <laughs> Better than Whistling Dixie. Uh, we're going to leave it right there. Folks, once again, I'm so thankful that you guys are back with us. We will be back to have our weekly shows. It's just been a little chaotic with uh, Motorsports Mofo there uh, working on the Widowmaker. And, uh, you know, everybody else has just been real, real busy. We've been thinking of brand new ideas to bring to the show for you. Motorsports Mofo, I want to thank you once again for taking the time to come on the show. We miss you, buddy. John, it's always a pleasure to the listeners. Um, again, thank you. Thank you for letting us do this. Thank you for listening and the, the continued support. Uh, it's just been, yeah, it's been a hot minute. We've all been busy, though, and, and working on, you know, little projects and such, but we're still here. We appreciate everyone that's downloading. I know we've had a few there out of Brazil, so shouts out to Brazil. Thank you very much for listening. We uh, do recognize and we appreciate it. And again, if uh, you're out there listening globally, make sure you pass it around. Tell your friends about us. We are always happy, and uh, we will give you a shout out uh, for sure. We appreciate this and allowing you uh, you guys letting us do all this that we do absolutely a wise person once told me nobody likes a tip so that's why we go deep go deep go deep this is go deep productions thank you for listening to go deep the podcast a member of go deep productions where we give our opinions like we have a clue you can find us on all forms of social media if you would like to reach out to the show email us at go deep the podcast at gmail.com and remember always go deep.